This episode is brought to you by Sword Thailand, lead Thailand specialists in the Northeast, covering all aspects, including commercial and domestic. They've got you covered. So head to Sword underscore Thailand on Instagram and tell them St. James's Pod sent you. Welcome back to the show. Newcastle United have picked up another three points and we're back at St. James's Pod to go over all the action in the game. I'm joined by Pete and Alex who are at the match. And Tom's back as well. Uh, before we get into it, I just want to ask you guys, if you're enjoying the show, please give us a like, a subscription, or a follow on any podcast platform. It does really help us out. So thanks in advance for that. Now let's run through the news. So, Darlo and Fraser have been rumoured to be told they can find new clubs. Um, how do you feel about how about that, Tom? Yeah, I think the emergence of Carius is uh, is obviously it's still a bit of a mystery. We haven't really seen a lot of him, but he, he's obviously impressed enough behind the scenes to uh, push himself ahead of Darlow. Um, and yeah, I think we we alluded to it a few weeks back um, that we we obviously needed to cut some of the goalkeepers because we've got far too many. Um, but yeah, I mean, surprising that it's Darlow. I know that Gillespie's still about, but um, he's not I think... in the squad though, is he? So I guess he's not, not going to yeah. make numbers for the squad. True, true. Uh, but he carries, he's still a good age and obviously there's, um, there's something there, which um, still a bit Eddie quality, likes then. about him. Yeah, and obviously all that high-profile stuff with um, Liverpool and all the, the mistakes in the Champions League final. I think we've got to just park that and just hope that all that's kind of out of it, out of the way in the past. And uh, and yeah, I don't know. He, he, it's good to have some healthy competition for Pope. Um, for Fraser, yeah, I mean, look, he's he's just not looked the same sort of player that he he was at Bournemouth. Um, there's just been keeps getting very, injured as well, doesn't he? Yeah, too many niggly injuries, and yeah, it's a shame because obviously the partnership he, he had with with uh, with Wilson at Bournemouth obviously produced so many goals for them. Um, it just hasn't worked the same way up here. Um, so yeah, cash in. Uh, we didn't spend anything on them. Got them on a free. So if we can get uh, a bit of money, then then why not? Yeah, definitely. I think um, you you can tell from the cup games that he's way down the pecking order now. So, and he's not even making the bench in some games. So yeah, might as well get rid. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, Eddie so Howe like, made a made a made a point the other week. Wait, I think he didn't really go into detail, but he basically sounded like where he said that Ryan Fraser isn't good enough. Like he's not up to speed or something like that. Um, it wasn't obviously he didn't come out and say that, but. I'm, I'm sure I read quite a bit about yeah. it saying that um, he's basically come out and said mm, it's, it's not happening for him. I seen um, somebody asked him in a, a pre-match press conference like why he wasn't included even on the bench, and he was like, "Yeah, he's training, and like basically there was no reason, bar just he's not good enough." I just, ah, that might be like, what I'm talking about. I. There was no he's injury. Training, he's doing the no right, but he's, he's yeah, he's clearly just not up to scratch. Uh, it's um, surprised me a bit, to be honest, because I thought Eddie would 
quite like him because you stuck by him in the first season, didn't he? Like you got quite a lot of game time. Um, yeah, but he's not going. He's not going to get into the team now, is he? But, no, no. But you think like, he could compete with Murphy for like coming on on the right, like. Mm. You would think so. He's not tearing like... up any trees, and Fraser, and you know he can put a ball in. So yeah, true. You think you you could compete with um, yeah, with him for places, but he, obviously Eddie, yeah, he's thinking he's a bit past it, and he's ready to move on. I think he's. There's obviously he's something about Murphy. Up, but... There's obviously something about yeah. Murphy that Eddie likes, though, because he he can't. He always sticks by him. God knows why. Page, you weren't here on the last one, but he was. But Murphy was getting battered. <laughs> Hey, look, um, I've I know I've been defending him, and there's some of the last few games are indefensible for Murphy. So, um, yeah, I, I totally get that. I think work rate wise, he gets the nod over Fraser. I think he works harder, even though yeah, he doesn't produce uh, anywhere near as much as what Fraser has. But um, yeah, I think that's probably what Eddie Eddie looks for in players is is the work rate and doing it for the team well and i don't know if fraser has quite kind of fulfilled that for from eddie's point of view so like you say with um darlow being totally can move on obviously carries is getting an extension till the end of the season and i think pete you were saying possibly even longer yeah is I think, that based uh, read- on I think I read earlier that um, I think it's well, it's it's meant to be. There's talks of a loan, isn't it? It's only a loan for Darlo. Um, oh. I think that's I think that's all I've seen. Like it's just a loan for Darlo, contract extension for um, Carriers. I'm guessing Gillespie's just going to get wiped off the books, like any. He? Um, he's going to be told he can go and do what he wants, which I think I'm quite happy with that. To have Dubravka, we still don't know what's happening with him, but I'm starting to think he might stay. To be honest. Um, Carriers, Dubravka, and Pope. Um, but I don't know. Would you give Carriers an extension if he's not going to play? He hasn't played. Played in the friendly, so it's a bit like I know it's all. I know it's all for backup and stuff like that. But it's like, well, you sort of don't know what's going to happen. Like, I don't know. I can't really get my head round it. How much is this? Better choice than. Um... Because why else would he sign him to a contract? Well, like... that's it. But I'm thinking, well, he must just be getting rid of Darlow or loan him out. Then he's probably going to go to the championship after that in the summer. Then Gillespie will be away and leave with three decent keepers. Yeah. If Carries is happy being on the bench, then that's a class right back up the half. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. Like, the Bravka's definitely staying. So. Actually, yeah. we need to just say happy birthday, Martin. He turned 34 this week. All right, go on, Martin. Um, yeah, which I suppose you could say he's getting towards that back end of the goalkeeping age, but... Yeah. Um, Maybe I, I wonder how long like, his contract is. Uh, yeah, good point. I, I was going to say, I think that age is definitely of like a more of a second or third choice Um I was going to say, if we got similar money that we did for Freddie Woodman, um, if we if we go to sell Darlow, then yeah, I think all in all works out as really good business getting Carriers in on the free, and then yeah, yeah. getting <coughs> decent money. To be, to be fair, Darlow can still do the job in the 
Dollar can still do a job in the Prem, so he could definitely get a um, get a place at a lower Premier League club. He did he did a job for us, to be fair. Um, I reckon you've got Middlesbrough or something. I reckon. Do you reckon? What? Yeah, we'll see. Um, the other bit of club news is that Bruno has done a long interview with Sky. You dropped the link on the chat before, Pete. Um, mm. I've not seen it yet. Is it is it worth a watch? Ah, it's definitely. It's only a couple of minute chat. Like it's just about it's just him, his missus, the dogs, and his dad. Just chatting about his life. Um, he's saying that they've uh, it was his well, it's not his wife, sorry, his fiance. Anna was saying they've never felt love like they have uh, in Newcastle. Um, they've never. I don't think they've been happier. Um, said obviously they when they <coughs> when they lived in Paris. Um, it's completely different to what it is now. Like it's better over here. They were saying Bruno was talking about his dad. How every away game he goes to, he's like a celebrity, and everyone's just getting photos with him when he's basically just yeah. some lad's dad. You know what I mean? But he's he's <laughs> just famous though. Um, but he's saying uh, how he loves to be a Geordie. He's getting married in July. Just he's just happy. He was, he's also saying that all like because we're doing so well. All the players, like players, want to come and play for Newcastle now, which is class to hear, especially from a world talent like him. He's, he obviously speaks to yeah. other Brazilian footballers, other world class footballers, no doubt at the World Cup, and it's obviously been mentioned if he's coming out with stuff like that, um, about the success and stuff like that. He spoke about Eddie as well, that he that he mentioned Eddie that he likes playing as a number eight, um, but he can also play as a six, um. Just that he, that he didn't really know that he could add goals to his game. Um, he says that the, the goals came as a surprise to him that he was scoring. Um, but it's a decent little watch, to be fair. Like he's uh, he's obviously buzzing to be here, and I think it helps that he's like top boy at us. Like and he, everyone loves him, so um, I it's a it's a kind of little watch, mate. Right? Seems happy, which is good to see. Yeah. Well, it's probably no need to watch it now after all that, but... <laughs> no, you're asking me, so... <laughs> Deliver, don't I? <laughs> right, let's get on to that, the reason we're here, um, and that is the Fulham game. <coughs> well, we'll come on to that, because... Um, you got it in the game. It happens during this game, doesn't it? Oh, uh, I guess. So... so <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with the team selection. So, obviously, he names an unchanged side, which is what we're getting used to. However, like we spoke about in the preview, we had the big decision on Joe Linton, and he stuck with him. Um, I don't know who wants to pick up on this. Tom, obviously, you went on the preview. What were you thinking when we saw that team sheet? Um, yeah, no, the, I thought the... Um, it's it's a weird one. Obviously, when Joe Linton, the news broke about him, you'd you'd kind of expect to see him benched. Um, I know that you guys have talked about it, and it's a it's one of them con- contentious sort of ones. I think you you either um, go with what Eddie's done and kept them in the team and just show some faith to him um and just kind of and back him and, and and get you know everybody around him sort of thing um or you make an example of him and bench him and uh, and sort of appeal to the the masses um non 
Newcastle supporters who probably were ex- expecting him to be benched. But no, I was I was you know quite happy to see them that he you know he's he played um, and they look. I mean, he, he put in a, a hell of a performance in the game. So um, I think he he just showed everybody in some ways with that display that um, he's a. He's obviously sorry for the position he put the club in, um, but he's also like just that important to the the team now that y- you can't drop him even in these circumstances. So yeah, the rest of the team obviously speaks for itself at the moment. But um, the the Jolinton one, I think obviously Eddie made the right call in uh, in keeping them in. Yeah, I think it it um, tells us quite a bit about Eddie as well, doesn't it? Like. He's obviously massively keen to win every single football match that he's like involved in. So I think it shows that that kind of <clears> goes above <throat> everything else for Eddie. Um, and as well, it kind of goes back to that thing of we're here to compete, not make friends or whatever he said. Because he's not really thinking about outside of the club and what the noise is going to be. He's just Dude, thinking about... <coughs> I do think he's the type of person to make sure he's disciplined and more. I don't think he's the, I don't think Eddie Howe's the type of person to sort of pass by and go, ah, ah well, your ball's up, never mind. I think you'd have proper sat him down and spoke about it and whatever. I wouldn't say give him a bollocking, like, but made sure he knew that he can't be doing that, like. Um, which, um, I can't remember when it was. I seen a clip of Joe Linton. I don't know if it was when he was, uh, it was actually when they came back in after the, after the win. There was the, the video of him come back down the tunnel in the changing rooms. And Joe Linton, like, wasn't really celebrating. He sort of still had his head down. I don't know if any of you have seen it. So they were like high five. Yeah, each other. Joe Linton walked through just like quite quiet. And I was thinking, oh, I wonder if he's still like upset. Um, because <coughs> it's obviously a mistake. He obviously wasn't like, well, I don't think he was like paralytic or something. He's obviously, well, I think he's been caught. Spe- he's obviously been over the limit and he's been caught speeding. He's been pulled over, breathalyzed, and he's been over the limit. That's what I think. It's 20 past one in the morning. So I think it's just a case of you cannot be doing that, mate. But one thing it has done is rattled the fuck out of the Mackens, which is fantastic to see. Twitter's gone wild. <laughs> oh, no. This is it, I. Alonso and Johnson and Harrison, man. No, Eddie Howe did allude to it, like, in his pre-match presser and his post-match presser. Like, he said, mm-hmm. like, he's, like, remorseful. Like, he's had, had a word with him. And the club are discussing it, like, well, discipline him internally. So I did think there was a chance that that might happen, that he might, he'll come mm-hmm. out because he's got to address it some way or another. Yeah. You know he's going to get asked about it. Um, mm-hmm. So, obviously, I think he has been disciplined internally. And as Sam said, like, he will have sat him down and had words yeah. with him. Um, but I think, you, yeah, you don't you don't know how he's been disciplined, whether he's been fined or just had a word, yeah. word or taken off or something. But... Um, yeah, I'm happy just to back back the people at the club. They're not going to let him get away with something like that if he carries on doing it. Um, and uh, as we're seeing during the match, Joel Linton was very much needed um, yeah. in the centre of midfield. Um, so yeah, I was I was glad to see him. It was I actually seen something on Twitter? It was it, it, I thought it was quite it's, it's pretty like vague, but I thought it was right. It was like well, understand they've got to make a bit of a headline of it and a bit of a deal on telly that he's getting disciplined, stuff like that. But if I got pulled over for drink driving, I'd still be allowed to go to work. So 
Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think you can really compare it, can you? When oh, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like, vague, but it's, like, it, it's, it sounds bad, but it's nothing to do with playing football. Fair enough if, if it was really bad and something like that. But like if he was locked up, then I. But I mean, pe- people don't look up to you, Pete. So Brilliant. it's not the same. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I get, I get, I get that they're having to make a make a, a a deal out of it and make people aware that he's he's been dealt with stuff like that. But I don't think it's a case of well, you're not allowed, you're not allowed to play because you've like. Uh, do you get what I'm saying or not? No, oh, yeah, it, it, I suppose it's a different one. If you work, if you um, if you drive like a lorry or whatever, that's your job. And then, but you know, well, I obviously hours, you get no. caught. Oh, wait, okay. No, no, no. I know, if, Joel, but, if Joel Linton's legs got chopped off, then unfortunately, he wouldn't be able to go to work, Nate. Fuck yeah, no. That, that, yeah, I'm trying to fucking defend you here. All right, I'm saying it's got nothing. To do. If he was a lorry driver, like... unfortunately, he wouldn't be able to go to work. All oh, right, shit. But what I'm saying up. is, yeah, the 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 two things are completely separate. And but it's the fact that he obviously is a like a a, a big figure like within the um, within the city. Obviously, plays for the club, and like, yeah, they have to they have to reference it. But no, you're right. It is something which you um, shouldn't be that. Sort of important in the grand scheme. It's of got things, to depend on yeah, the severity of it. It's, it's, it's yeah, it was a, depends you, how bad it was. Well, exactly. If you'd like killed somebody, like running the yeah, or like, then, smashed yeah, his car up or whatever, then I yeah, fair enough. Of course. I think it's more to do with the the discipline side of it, though, isn't it? It's like that's probably the worst thing for a footballer because they've got a lot of money. Yeah. It's being taken out of the team and made to sit on the bench when um, obviously all they want to do is be playing. And then mm-hmm. it gives somebody else a chance to come in and impress and you might not get back in the team. Um, that's the way I see it anyway. But I just wanted, right, um, um, so especially... Exactly. Especially um, you two who are at the ground. Just talk to us about um, the atmosphere before the game, but also... I've heard a lot about the stadium announcer being a different guy and not doing very well. I well, before the game, we had a new banner for Eddie. So we had that phrase, mm. when we had to compete, not to make friends or something like that. So that mm. was up in the Leaser's end, like a great portrait of Eddie Howe. So that was great to see. Um, oh, that was it. We're not, we're not yet to be popular. We're yet to compete. No. Aye. I mean, it's not oh, like yeah. it was on massive levels. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I thought the atmosphere was a little bit flat to be honest. Like being the earlier uh-huh. kickoff on a Sunday, um, Pete alluded to it being sort of like the middle of January. People might not have a lot of money. It's a long month with people getting paid. Um, that yeah, yeah just, it just seemed quiet. Like no one. Even the walk through town as well, though, wasn't it? When we when we walked, oh, yeah, I walked, um, walked Dean Street and all that, it, it was dead. Like there wasn't. There was, usually you see people might be stood around a pint outside, whatever. It was pretty dead, like we. I usually walk, I, I walk mean, along from like Hippie Green. There's those chunks yeah, like, under was, the bridge was, and that. No, it was not like it was. Uh, it was very quiet. Probably the for me, it's probably the worst atmosphere this season. Uh, it's, it's home, I think. Until but you could tell you know, as well, which, like pretty much you could tell like how we're going to be quiet during the game as well. It was right. just like it was really flat, like pretty much, and you were just like yeah, it was strange. Obviously, you get the. 
the usual first sort of 10 minutes, but I think with Fulham starting well and us starting the match not great, it just went flat mm. real quick. Do you think that's like a sense of complacency from like the fans, kind of, that they think that, you know, it's expect Fulham. Expect them to be class every game. And it, well, like, yeah, and so expect because... them to see the like, win. Like, so, mm. yeah, yeah, they were just not as... They didn't feel as though they were needed as much like um to create the atmosphere. I don't know. I'm just sort of trying to work it out, but um yeah. I thought everyone thought it was a must win game. Everyone, I thought from what my point of view, everyone was like, if we win this, that's it massive. Because obviously Fulham were flying. They were seventh were they when we played when they played us. So they're doing very six, well. Maybe? The, the, six, yeah, the, six, the, the the beating quality team teams, the scoring goals. But I think everyone was saying like if we beat these, that's massive, like, because how well they were doing. Um, and I think, and obviously, going into the next three games, that, 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 that that's like the, hard, the hardest game for them, for at least the next three or four, something like that. So, I don't know. I don't think I don't we expected. Yeah, I don't think we expected to batter them or out like that. I, thought, I was expecting a, a good game to watch, a tough game. Um, but I, I don't, I don't think it had anything to do with the, the type of match, mate. I think it was literally just. Sunday, everyone's skinned, early kickoff. It's just one of them things. I think it happens quite often yeah. on a Sunday, to be honest. Yeah, I did wonder as well whether coming off the back of the high of the quarterfinal, whether mm-hmm. I might get a bit flat just from um, coming back to like a, a standard league game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's one thing a was, combination of a lot of things. But One thing I was just, you just mentioned there, the quarterfinal. There was no scarfs on Sunday, was there? I thought people. Barely, would, I thought. I th- yeah, I thought loads of people would bring them back. Unfortunately, they just didn't. They should have. They should. They, sh- they should be back for good. But I was very surprised that no one brought any scarfs. Like, I was like, okay, after it looks. Were you so waving good. yours around? Nah, I didn't bring mine. <laughs> 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 no, I didn't take mine. <laughs> I was going to design you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I knew someone was going to mention it. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, the stadium announcer, it was a weird one. Um, I noticed after the game, especially, um, because you played a few songs and he played, like, it was literally like your drunk friend at Random. a house party with the, his mm. phone on. He started, like, playing, like, 15 Skip seconds on. of a song and just put the next one on. And then he put, like, meet the meat was on fire, uh, free from desire on. And it's just really like, oh, well. <laughs> you'd find a big all-power up, not theirs. Um, he did He did put but, Pretty yeah. Green Eyes out at first, which was a banger. Obviously yeah. for Dan Byrne. But then, like you say, it was a bit of a mash-up. And it, it was... Someone said it's like the, the announcers found an old CD on the back of the sofa. Yeah. I think it was a different bloke, though, wasn't it? <coughs> he was covering him or something. Apparently so, I... Well, maybe that didn't help as well with the atmosphere, but... I don't think the stadium announcer gets the atmosphere I got anyway. I don't know what I was saying. Like, right, he's he's traditional. Like, cringe myself. Like. He's traditional though, isn't he? Like, he's been there for... Enjoy the games. Like, <laughs> enjoy yeah. the game. I love it. I don't know. It just feels weird if he... If that... You know, obviously I wasn't I, there, I know so mean. I didn't hear it, but... Um, but didn't he mess yeah. up the order of, like... Um, especially the, the ones just before kickoff? Which, rather than it like building you up for the game, you, you're like talking about that rather than the game and stuff. Like I don't know. So you were I mean, like, from it. 
Yeah, I didn't notice. I was brought in like three minutes ago, so yeah. we probably didn't take it in as much. That's been a lot of talk, talk yeah. about it, like, but I'm really looking into it. Mm-hmm. All right, well, yeah, let's get into the, the actual action then. So the first thing I've got written down for, like, the big moment is um, I can't remember who played the ball from the back, but the, uh, Joe Linton flicks it on, and he's drifted over from the left into, like, that centre-forward position. He flicks it on, nice nice head out onto Willick, who ends up blasting it high and wide. Um, and I just thought it was a great bit of play by Joe Linton. And it made me think, why isn't Chris Wood doing that sort of thing when he's on the pitch? I don't think he's got the brains to do that. In a, not, in a horrible, <laughs> not in a horrible way. I, 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 don't, mean, I don't think he's got the... the, 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 the not the sleeve. T- no, <laughs> not the, the Yeah, I the, like the audacity to do something like that. I don't think he's got it in him. He's too, he's too like old school strikerish, isn't he? He's too wooden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, it, it reminded me a bit of like a a Shearer flick on, and it, like that's what you'd expect from your old school centre forward. Don't start classing putting Wood and Shearer in the same bracket, mate. It's not going to happen. Don't start expecting well, Chris Wood to do shit Wood. Shearer did. Yeah. Ah, but you're mentioning Wood here. Joe Linton's up there with Shearer. I'm telling you. Bold <laughs> statement. <laughs> Very bold. Um, yeah, I, I'd see, I'd see the point. I think the, the great thing with Joe Linton is he's just some, he, now that he's playing in this uh, sort of centre midfield or, or left wing role, you do kind of forget that, yeah, he has like played as a striker for us before and for his other clubs. So he still does have those instincts in him to 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 do that, just to make those little flicks on like and yeah, you you can just tell that like there's just so much so much football and ability within him. Um and mm-hmm. I think it's obviously just freed him up now that the pressure's off him from not having to be the number nine and all that sort of stuff. Um yeah, obviously the Chris Wood, yeah. I the less said, I think, on on Chris Wood. To be fair, uh, you guys have already uh, covered him enough in, in the last few pods. But um, no, it was it, it was great from Joe Linton. He's actually been linked to Nottingham Forest today, Chris Wood. Whether there's much truth in it, I don't know. But I just seeing that yeah, looking at bringing in another striker. But whether Eddie Howell let Chris Wood go there, I don't know. I don't think he's going to get much game time with us now. He's actually fit, like. He's not going to get any pretty much. No, no. Uh, I can't. I can't see we're letting him go though until we've got a replacement. Yeah, exactly. Um, Will so we get next, the next? Though? Unless it's a kid, because we've got Garan Cole, uh, who's away. So, will we get a replacement? Well, Chris Wood, he, was a, he was like, he was an emergency line anyway, wasn't he? No. He's yeah, not but you think we've got Wilson, whose fitness is up and down all the time. You're going to expect mm. injuries from him. Yeah. And then he's that's just back from an injury. You you need yeah, that third centre forward. Very true. Very true. So, Bruno plays in a lovely ball for Sean Longstaff, who's been popping into these sorts of positions quite a lot recently. And Diop comes in with a last-ditch tackle to just take it away from him. I thought it was going to be his moment. And that was an absolute fantastic tackle. Um, we'll come on to some more stuff he did later, but 
that the Ops seem to have a great game. Mm. That's a yeah, busy yeah, yeah, like Sean Longstaff. Sean Longstaff's like he's improving like week on week. Like that's usually the exact run that Miggy makes for Bruno to put through. And like Sean made that exact same run, Bruno put him through and yeah, as you said, Diop made a fantastic last minute tackle to I, I don't want to say stop a certain goal, but it's Sean Longstaff. Yeah. But it was a very good chance, <laughs> nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. I I would have probably expected that one to be in the back of the net had it not been for Diop. Um yeah, it was a great challenge. And to be honest, it just like I know he had a sort of towards the end of his time at West Ham, the the West Ham fans kind of turned on him a bit and they they weren't a fan of him, but um he's still fairly young and like this season and that uh Fulham defence he's he's looked a rock and um yeah, I think that he could be up there as one of those like um yeah, signs of the season or at least in the, the sort of top five or ten. Um for, uh, for what he's done at the back there. A bit of business, right? That's the thing. He was told to go to one of like, the big six clubs like back like a couple of years ago. And then he fell off a cliff a little bit. Um, so it proves like he's always had it in him. Um, and obviously with a good manager like Silva now, like he's he's looking a proper solid player um, that he was looking back, back in the day. Yeah, I mean, they've actually done some great business, haven't they? Like... Um... Mm-hmm. You see some of their, their players now, and they they did give us quite a headache in the first sort of, how, how long did you say? Half an hour, maybe? Uh, slightly less, maybe in the first like, 20, 25 minutes. I, like, mm. we, we couldn't get anything going. We really struggled to get get like a play going. Um, final third decisions were poor. Um, we couldn't play out very well, and they were seemed, seemed to be getting in behind. Um, with a decent amount of ease um, in the first like yeah twenty minutes, so yeah, it was down a bit edgy. Down the right side, I felt like they're they're right. The Kenny Tete was uh, starting at right back, and I thought he was, you know, causing us a few a few headaches at times. Um, you know, getting forward uh, quite well. Um, obviously they had um, Pereira as well. Who's there? Like I don't know, Aldi version of Bruno, uh, Bruno, but he's he was yeah, he, he's decent, and you know, I I did sort of pick him out before the game as somebody who could be a, a game changer for them as well. Um, so yeah, no, they they they, they did sort of, I mean, obviously they're, they're <laughs> six in the league for a reason. They um, you know, they they were competing very well against us for for. Uh, portions of that first half even William like he's getting on a bit yeah. but I thought he looked like he was causing a bother as well mm. um, he was showing he's he's still, still got the skills wasn't he he's still a who, proper who handful did, who did Fulham play before us uh, Chelsea on the Thursday night um, yeah there was I remember they were saying how good William looked against them said that he was like it might be on talk sports saying that he was almost like back to his back to old William um, even before yeah. he went to Arsenal, he like, scored them. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. um, directly looked class like which he did against the like Dawson just said that he he, he looked still looked a player like. Um, but I thought I thought Mitrovic was a bit, I won't say quiet, but I don't think he got the opportunities as he usually did. I think he had a couple of of chances that he maybe could have done better, but I think we defended against him very well, especially Botman. 
I don't think he got. Yeah, we weren't clear. getting them, letting them get. But they didn't. They didn't have a shot on target, did they? So no. But even like you say, like he wasn't even getting the ball very much. No. So we managed to null that attack pretty well. Um. Then obviously it comes on to, and I was surprised watching this back how early it happened. Um, Bruno rolls his ankle because obviously he sees out the first half. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of them, in it? Like, it's really unlucky. He kind of, like, stands on the lad's foot and puts mm-hmm. him off. I didn't, I didn't really see see the ankle roll. Well, we, we we obviously knew he'd injured. Mm-hmm. Wasn't sure if it was a tackle or what until after the game. You've seen the stills of it. But he looked yeah. <coughs> he looked really bad. And we were thinking, why is, he, why is he playing on? You could see that he couldn't. I think he received the ball a couple of times. He couldn't even pass it. We were like, why is he still on the pitch? It's, he's, he's clearly fucking sore. Get up, just get him off, go down, get off the pitch. But obviously now Bruno's like, you'll not want to go off, you want to keep playing. But you could see that he was in pain and and we tried to run it off, but then it got worse. Luckily, like you say, the scans have come back today and it's all positive. There's no ligament damage and out like that. He's obviously just rolled it pretty bad, so it's swollen and, you know, be a bit bruised and all that as it is. But... I could have quite easily got worse for me. Like I was very surprised that they let him play on for so long. And like you say, if, see out the first half, just get him off. He's that vital. Just take him off. We were screaming when we would get him off. Just like, yeah. why, why aren't people warming up? Like, get him off the field. That was um, I, that was another thing. No one was warming up. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's absolutely really madness. That. And, and yeah. I know we don't technically have any central midfielders on the bench, but obviously... The change that were made in the end was dropping Joel Linton back to centre mid, putting some maximum on. So I don't know why he just didn't make that change earlier when, as mm-hmm. Pete said, it was so vital to everything we do. So, yeah, I would have happily seen him just go off like as soon as he went on mm-hmm. the first time. Because he went is, over is it... at one point and he pulled up straight away. Like he started, yeah. he went to like make a sprint and he just started limping straight away. And you're like, nah, that's his game mm-hmm. over. But then he still carried on another 20 minutes or something daft. I mean, it, it kind of says a lot about the faith that Eddie has in Sir Maximin that he wouldn't have just thrown him on at that at, as soon as it had happened. Uh, he was obviously just waiting and waiting and waiting to see, and then obviously rolled the dice on it in uh, at half time. But um, yeah, I think to me that says a lot about Eddie's thoughts on on Maxi. Um, to be honest. Um, Obviously. I think you've got to bear in mind as well, though, like what the medical staff are saying to him. And Bruno was saying to him, like, you wanted to carry on playing. Um, if, that's, if they're saying to Eddie, like, oh, we'll try and run it off first. And then obviously we had the um, bit of a tactical sit down from Nick Pope so that Bruno mm-hmm. could get strapped up. So they tried strapping him up. Um, and you saw him take painkillers on TV as well. So. They were looking to try and get rid of the pain and see if he could carry on. Which I think it was about the forty-third minute where he actually says to the bench, "Like I need to come off." And then by that point, you think, "Well, we need to see it out till half time and decide in the changing rooms." But it it was a strange one that they didn't just hook him straight away with him being such a vital like playoff wars. Um. Yeah, I think it's it's been reported to be weeks rather than anything else, hasn't it? So they said there's a chance that he part. might make Southampton away leg, like, so that's yeah. maybe a week's time. 
Yeah, yeah. he's obviously not going to play against Palace, which you'd expect really, like minimum. But fingers crossed, they'll no doubt because in between the Southampton games is a free weekend, so it's a full week because mm-hmm. it's definitely a yeah. weekend, isn't it? So if he can, whether he gets some painkilling injections and that into his ankle, and he can play a bit, then he's got another week to recover a bit more, which would be ideal. Could be a blessing that there's no game at that weekend. Well, it is a blessing, really. Do you think um, the scare will make any signings get pushed through? Or I think so. Uh, Eddie Eddie brought it up in the press conference, didn't he? Um, he said we we are light in midfield. As soon as it happened, I think it was like the post match interview. It was like we are light in midfield. So I think it's going yeah. to be a case of right. We need to get some. Basically, the same thing as what happened with Isak because we needed a striker, um, and eventually they just. Sort of bit the bullet and went right. We'll sign him, which well, I think it'll happen with. I don't think there'll be a mega bucks, but there's a lot of talk around Tillemans and that, isn't there? How he's he's out of contract and stuff. Um, talk bit of talk today about Conor Gallagher. I know there's a couple more Chelsea players. Yeah. Um, Hakim Ziyech and Loftus stuff. Lost his cheek as well. But if, if Conor Gallagher, that that would be a cracker. That for me, I'd love that. Same with Loftus cheek. To be honest, he's like a similar uh, kind of profile as Linton. Like loves yeah. to like run forward of the ball. Um, I would happily take them both, genuinely. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I think the one I'd seen today was uh, McTominay um, as yeah. well. Which, I mean, he, I, I think he's a player, he's, I think he's good. Uh, he's, he's very similar. Long he's a very similar long staff, but, um, yeah. you know, it, it's he's an extra body. Long stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I do think his, his um, ego would be uh, a, bit of a, a bit of a pain in the arse, I think, coming into our dressing room. I've played for Man United. I'm not sure like... mm, I think it would be. I've, I've never really liked his attitude on the pitch. Obviously, because he plays for Man United, so I've been a bit like, you're a No. But I don't know how much it would change, Like, because he, he seems a bit sulky and moody to me Like when he's on the pitch. I never I'm seen Scottish. Scottish. Well, he's just, he's he's Scottish. Scottish. <laughs> um, like, shout, shout, out to the, shout out to the Scottish listeners we've got. <laughs> but even when he played for Scotland, like he's been put like centre half on that, and he's happily just went and played it uh, when mm. he has to. So um, I think, like mentality wise, I think he could be a decent. Um, yeah. Obviously, you do have egos everywhere in Man United, but I'm not sure he might be one of them. But to be fair, Eddie, see... Eddie picks his players around that, doesn't he? Um, mm-hmm. The the personalities and stuff like that. So he'll know best. Yeah. Definitely. And with Conor Gallagher being in the England squad, um, they might know him, like some of the lads might know him a bit better to give um, some info to Eddie Hall. And also, mm-hmm. I believe out of those ones, he's on like the most um, achievable wages. I think like Loftus-Cheek's on like 150 grand a week. So he I don't think we'd be offering money. him yeah. that. He's not worth that at all. No. no. Well, we wouldn't give him that, would we? Like, I think... Nah. Um, we, we're not going to break our wage structure for him. But Conor Gallagher, mm-hmm. I think we could probably give him a bit of a pay rise. Um, and he'd still fit in our wage structure. So I would love to see that one. He's a direct player as well. Like, you know, he's like, a he can finish. Yeah, yeah, he can't His finish. work rate is ridiculous. That would, be, that would be out of them three or four, that would be my pick, Conor Gallagher. Yeah, I think he's the type of lad you could bring in because um, we talk about Longstaff quite a bit and to be fair in this game I thought he had a great game apart from his finishing 
Mm-hmm. But this is the thing is what he offers us, it's hard to replace with someone who is going to finish in because it's like the more technic- technical a player gets, you lose that um, work rate and grit and stuff usually. But I think with Conor Gallagher, he's got that work rate and stuff, but he's also technically like a lot better than Longstaff. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Well, he could, Obviously, he could fit in. Um, I was going to say, he could fit in as like the number six and then give Bruno that, that license to go forward a little bit more. Um, whereas obviously we know Longstaff, I don't think really can do that number six role that Bruno does. So, um, yeah, it gives us a bit more versatility in terms of like where we can place these guys across that midfield three. Um, uh, whereas I think the other ones that we've mentioned are probably a little bit more one-dimensional, whereas Gallagher, I think, yeah, he offers a few different kind of ways in which we could utilise him. Yeah, definitely. But he's not... He's um, not if, if, he does, so, if he does sign or something like that, he's not going to come in in, in in front of Longstaff. He's not getting in front of Bruno Jolinton or Longstaff. Longstaff's been fucking unbelievable. Yeah, his finishing's not great, but... Everything, everything, every other part of his game has been tremendous on it. Like he's been oh, up yeah, there, like sure. with the man of the match shouts, like for the past couple mm-hmm. of games now. Like um, oh, he's been, he has been class lately. Like I think we've seen he covered eleven kilometers against Fulham more than mm-hmm. any other player. Ridiculous. Yeah. He's spraying balls out as well. Like he's, as soon as he's getting the ball, he's, he's looking to spray it somewhere. He's um, he is, his confidence is sky high as well. Long stop. Okay, with his shooting, he seems to be uh, get the old sound wedge out every time. But I think he not as soon as he's taking the shot. He, when he hit that shot, I think it was the second half in the Gallagher. He he put it miles out of the top. He just stood there and put his head in his hands. So he obviously knew, like, I've done it again. But take that out of his game, and it, it's like five star. Like, yeah. Do you think there's an argument to say if uh, Sean Longstaff was like a foreign player with like a bit of a sexy name? He'd be getting way more plaudits. <laughs> sexy name. <laughs> What's well, not sexy? About like if he, if he, if <laughs> <laughs> I suppose long, long stuff. Yeah. Could be a porno name, like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah maybe, maybe that's a fair show. I think it's hard for people to change the perceptions of a player when they've changed. If you know what I mean. So, yeah. like, when people have known him in the past to be, like, maybe championship-level player, it's hard to change the mindset that, like, actually, he's, like, he's a very good yeah. player. And mm. if it, Unless if you're banging goals in, like, Miggy or something. Yeah, if it wasn't Sean Long stuff, would he be in the, like, outside transfer in England call-up? Like, yeah, ra- I was going to say a random example of that as well that I can think of is a player like Craig Dawson. Um, he kind of goes under the radar quite yeah. a bit. Um, it, as a as a player, but like wherever he's been, he's been like such a good player, such a solid professional, and I think that's probably what Longstaff is. He's that solid pro um, that everybody wants in the team, but kind of at the same time doesn't always get the plaudits. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. So like Dawson that... says as well, though, because he's like oh, he has had that, yeah. He has, uh, <laughs> he has had them poor spells under, well, we all know it's under Steve Bruce. So yeah. 
whenever like he does something like at the weekend, like a skies a shot again and does it again. That's what people focus on. They are oh, long staff. He's mm. done it again. Look how shit he is. And they completely forget yeah. about the other 80 minutes graft he's put in and being fantastic. It, it happens all the time, doesn't it? Uh, I think, I think if you, like you said before, if he was, if he had a foreign name, I think he'd get slated me because I, I, I do. I think he'd get absolutely oh, really? slated. I, because he's like this fancy name in midfield who couldn't hit a barn door. I think he'd get battered for it, me. I'm a lot more than he does now because he's come with, because he's there with a, a name and an ego. Well, not an ego, but a name and like he's been put up on a pedestal. Oh, it's Sean, Sean A. Longstaff here. So he's just getting there. How much? I was going to try it though. I knew it was going to be you. <laughs> and he said, "What a war oh, that's that's Long stuff here. Is that Sean A. Long stuff here? <laughs> <laughs> when you when you when you cross a staffy with a when you cross a staffy with a sausage dog, <laughs> long stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Thanks for joining this guy. <laughs> Long stuff, mate. <laughs> you like that one. <laughs> right. Right. Is that how you go off course a bit, is it? So let's get let's get back into the game. Um I've got rid down here that we had quite a lot of chances. Um but they were putting in lots of blocks and uh, we had bad finishing again, which obviously I like, just talked about long stuff had a couple. Willick, we've already said, blasted one wide. Um, but then Wilson defense? comes in. Yeah, Wilson comes in with a quality spin. Um, and then he gets a shot away, which I think this is the one where he gets it on target, but it's just a bit direct at the keeper. So the keeper parries it away for a corner, I believe. But that spin, like, that was so sexy, wasn't it? Was that the one Fabian Shaw passed into his feet and his rules? Um, yeah. Tim Ream. Uh, yeah. Done yeah. everything bar the finish. And like it's almost like you telegraphed where he was going to put it and Leno like had caught it before you even generated any power. It was, it was unfortunate. Um, yeah. Turn was ridiculous. Did you even get that away though? I thought I it was just. Yeah. yeah. He did look much yeah, a bit shorter. Um, yeah, his finishing was slightly off it though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, it, it could, we couldn't really work it out. He's definitely looked sharp, I like to say, on the turn and the runs and stuff like that, but he's, it, he's finishing was like, it might just be a bad day at the office, like. Not bad. You would expect you know what I mean? an off day. Yeah, you uh, would. Even just a, a better strike, because he just, like you say, gently floated it into his hands. It was a bit... Well, maybe he was just leaning back a bit and he couldn't get well, the, generate the power. You know what I mean? You never know. I think the the one you're on about Pete is um, comes a bit later. He, he shows a great bit of skill in the box. He actually like gets it past the op for like the only time he got done in the game. And then after he did that, he just sort of passes it like a proper weak shot, and he, he's mm. trying to curl it in the corner, but he ends up just basically passing it to the keeper. Yeah, but I mean, um, he scores for fun, so it's just an off day. I'm gonna say. Yeah, well, it's great that he's getting into those positions again, and because both no, of those exactly. really like he's he's making those chances for himself. Because mm-hmm. even the one where he's played through nicely uh, by Cher, you'd you'd expect really for that 
to go out wide and then come back in, but he because he turns so well, he gets the shot away. Um, we'll just talk about Maxi now because he comes on at half time. So we also say this every time that Maxi's got his own little training crew at half time. Like, um, this is the lads passing it about and stuff like that. There's Maxi with like two other coaches doing little shuttles and passing it about and all that. But uh, he's, of course, he's holding his calf. He's strapped up. He's strapped up like a mummy man. He's got many bandages around him. I don't understand why why he does that. Like, I don't get it if it's just for effect or what. But it, on, on the other side, though, when he come on, I was glad he was getting like a, a basically a full half to play instead of just ten minutes here and there. And he did it. He definitely affected the game because he was making a lot of runs down that left hand side into the box, um, passing yeah. it around in that as well, which was good. Um, but he's making some. He did look sharp as well, sharper than we've seen him in a long time. I thought. Um, he obviously did still have the. Whenever he got tackled, he rolls about like he's had his leg snapped, like, and complains. There was some hard tackles going in on him, though. To be fair, uh, like, was, there were fair challenges, but hard challenges. Ah, uh, but it's just what he's like, though, isn't it? He's like, instead yeah. of just getting up and getting on with it, he'll roll around and it's like. We even say, like, we say, we're like, oh, just get up, man. You've been tackled, get up and try- win it back. Like. Yeah, it's a fair, not, not every challenge is a foul. Just get up. Is it frustrating yeah. to see, like, that part of the it- game is so frustrating to watch. Like the difference between him and Bruno after they get tackled, like Bruno just jumps back up and tries to get back in. Bruno he's, absolutely thrives like, on yeah. uh, <clears throat> I agree. Like I thought he looked great when he came on. I thought we actually mentioned the first half we need another attacker on here because we mm. loved out of ideas, and he proved to be that more. Even though we played the same formation at first, he provided that a little bit more going forward than when Joe Willock or Joe Linton play on the left and like swap over a little bit. Mm. He was like very direct. Um, he's dragging he players out of position, wasn't he, when he was like yeah. in the centre? He, he cut in quite a bit, to be fair. Um, mm. And I think he gave them a few more things to think about. And he, yeah, sometimes when he cut, cuts in now, he can just like spray over to the right side to trip you or something like that, which like he'd never really done in the past, like spray about mm-hmm. like that, um, instead of just trying to take people on for days. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I thought he was quite bright when he came on, to be fair. Yeah, there was only one or two moments where I felt like he hung on to the ball a little bit too long, but like you say, I think there was more good things, more good crosses into the box, and um, yeah, he, he definitely impacted the game um, more than I expected him to. Um, mm-hmm. but... I think it was a bit of his play that ended up in Longstaff's chance that he absolutely blazed over the ball, um, which we kind of mentioned earlier, but that was in the second half. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he just needs to work on that in training, I think, and get I one on target. Crossing. And then I think mm. his crossing of the ball's got better as well. Um, I think it might have been a cross for the short long stuff chance. He put a few like decent balls in the box as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's releasing it more, definitely. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Spe- speaking on um, crosses, though, I know we're talking about Maxi, but speaking on crosses, Trippier's delivery's been very poor recently. I, yeah, I did say that game. as well. I, I think but it's been a, it's been a, think, the past few games for me. Like, yeah. So obviously, he puts that many crosses in, and it's it's kind of like the numbers game. He's just trying. He's loading it up so much that mm-hmm. he's just hoping that one of those like yeah. many uh, creates a chance. But he, 
the the quality of them are they're either they're the floor, they're not they keep consistent or they're going too long. Yeah, yeah. they're not the, getting like, they're the not getting whipped in. They 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 are far too deep or they're just straight into the keeper, which is surprising. Mm. I don't understand it. Uh, some, I mean, there was a I think a chance from a corner which he um, I think it was Wilson or Willock um, who got a header to it and. He put he put it in the right spot, and he had all the power on it. I think um, I think it might be Wilson who just headed it, um, put too much on the header. He just needed to glance it across the keeper, and it it would have been on target. But um, mm. like so, in that sense, yeah, he is getting like still getting good quality balls in, but just not consistently enough. It's just very spotty as to how they uh, they seem to be going in, and I think. Obviously, gets a lot of praise, and so he should for for lot, long parts of his game. But um, yeah, he he does he does like um, overhit a few of them for me, um, and yeah, that that's probably not getting picked up as much by by people just because of how strong a season he's had. You just drifted off and started watching videos on your phone, Pete. Thank you. <laughs> 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 Am I still on mute? Not anymore. No. You weren't when you were playing the videos, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. um, My bad. Cut that out. <laughs> so, um, Joe Linton wins us a free kick with a class bit of skill and then, like, skips past uh, Tim Ream, takes him down and gets a yellow card. Uh, Shag then takes that free kick. And I think as he's just talking about Trippier, I think it was due to the fact that he he'd not really been getting there with the set pieces. He hit the hit the wall with a free kick he took earlier. But then Cher comes out and just smashes it off the post, doesn't he? Which is uh, inches, inches away from nestling in the back of the net. You should actually take more free kicks. That's the thing, I think. I, I think with like the keeper being so scared of Trippier putting it over the wall, that he'll move this wall too far to the left hand side, leaving Shaw just like the spaces to drill it in that corner. And obviously, yeah, as he said, it was a few inches out, but it was a class strike. Like, and it's like obviously yeah. totally unexpected because ninety five percent of the free kicks are probably taken by Trippier, so it, it comes as a big surprise to probably the keeper as well. And it was unlucky not to sneak in that far post. Yeah. All right, so we're going to get into some of the big moments of the game now. So it's, first of all, I don't know whether you've watched this back or not, um, but it's the, the burn challenge, which obviously had Silver raging, said should have been a pen, should have been a red card. Um, I haven't seen it back, right? Who's seen it back? But... Mm. It's this way he's got his arm on his shoulder. It's the one on like... the yeah. And he and he thinks he's dragged them back. Yeah, absolutely yeah. nothing in that at all. Like he's he's barely. I don't know. There's there's barely a touch. Like yeah, all right. You you can see his arm is there, but it's by no stretch like putting any pressure on him to like make him fall down as theatrically as he does. So not 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 a penalty at all in a million years um, for me. And then obviously following that is when the challenge that is then given for the penalty um, on uh, Trippier 
foul and read, wasn't it? Um, which again, Deco over read. Sorry, um, also got a read playing. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair point. Um, yeah, that one again for I me. I thought he was not... a canny player to be fair as well. By the way, just I was in while we're on him. Yeah, oh, he was solid. Uh, yeah, no, the Trippier one again for me is not a penalty. Um, for me, the contact is made first by Deco over read in like kicking into Trippier and then from there kind of falling over. And plus it yeah. looked so close to the edge of the box, like um that for me I was like, well, even if it is a foul, like it it was right on the line. Like so I didn't know whether or not it I think was on the be... line's in though, isn't it? It is uh mm. oh, yeah, it was very close very close to kind of either either side of it. But um yeah, no for me neither of them were penalties but um, the the one thing which bothered me as well was that obviously the play went on and we ended up going up the other for end. For a while. And then for a while, exactly. It went like, obviously play didn't stop or didn't go out of play. For, so it technically, yeah, like the first time it went out of play for the ref to then refer to VAR was quite a few minutes later. But um, we had a very good chance, like, to, to score, I think Willock um, it kind of drove it down the, the left side and it ended up going out for the corner. Um, and uh, I was like, I was thinking if we had like scored there, then like what would VAR have done? Like, they, what, they would yeah, just disallowed the goal. And well, I don't know. I feel like in the whole, it makes the be interesting to see. It might actually sway the ref's decision though. If um, if he's looking at it, he might. He, also, on the TV, you could see that he only looked at one angle. Um, really? On the video. Could you see? The, could, the you angle see that sh- <coughs> could you see his foot getting stamped on? The angle that shows um, that it wasn't a pen, he didn't He didn't look at. He turns away before it comes on. Yeah, you so, see that much of the day. Potentially. Like, brought it up. Yeah. Had we scored, he might have stood there a bit longer and been like, fuck, this is like even bigger decision, so I'm mm. going to take me time. And then he would have seen it and been like, oh, it's not a pen, thankfully. Give the goal. But I don't know. For me, it's interesting now because I thought the burn one was actually more of a pen shout than the trippy one. I thought um, it was, I would, to be honest. Yeah. Like, you, you see him, he puts his hand on him and Pereira's body twists when he pulls him. And yet he does go down theatrically, and it's probably not enough to make him go down like that. But if you put, yeah, yeah like, but... you could tell he was like, he was a good, like, half yard behind him. He wasn't going to catch him. Long, long stuff might have got him, which would have saved him a red card. Um, mm. But Byrne wasn't catching him. So he has dragged him back a little bit. So I think, I agree, Sam. I think the first one is probably a pen. Second one, he stands on Trippier's foot. <laughs> There's no way it's a pen. And it's Mike Dean that gives it, obviously. Mm. Of course it is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that... then obviously, agent. No, go on, Tom, just before we move on. No, I was just going to say, Dan, Dan Byrne, like, he, there has been a few moments in recent games where, you know, he, he has been a bit handsy um, with some, some of the defenders. <laughs> like, um, And, yeah, I think he's um, maybe a little lucky with, with some of it. I think 
at the same time, it's always seems to be when it's him up against somebody who's obviously considerably smaller than him. Like I think go back to the Saka um, uh, sort of incidents in the early early part of the Arsenal game. Um, like kind of seems to get his like um, I don't know. He got he gets a benefit of the doubt on this occasion, but um, I, I felt yeah it wasn't a foul anyway. I thought he was far too theatrical. Well, obviously, Mitro steps up and um, Agent Mitro helps us out mm. with a bit bizarre, but um, definitely the right call by the referee. He, like, slips and just smashes it off his other foot, doesn't he? So... We didn't have a fucking clue in, in the Gallagher end. <laughs> we did not have a clue what was going on. Not a clue. No one knew. Everyone's looking around going, what's happened? Like, we thought it was going to be a retake, to be honest. Then when he when the ref blew for the free kick, we were like, we just didn't have a clue what was going on. Because if it's usually if it's encroachment, you take it again. So yeah, that's we what I thought just, at first as well. Like. We were absolutely baffled as to what's going on. I think it was um, I don't know if it was using the group chat or some of the work lads text saying that he kicked it twice, and then the lads, there's people around, were saying obviously found out that he kicked it twice, but we did not have a clue yeah. what was going on. Well, there was some encroachment um, that I think some of the Fulham fans on Twitter had, had called up. Um, one of our lads was was already kind of in the box Crooking before box. before it got took. Yeah, but um, and obviously they were whinging about that. But you can't whinge about the fact that it clearly is. Yeah, it takes two touches. It's an indirect we, free kick, and yeah, we great, obviously great the pump, obviously. Um, to see slips when he goes. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously, in the heat of the moment, everything mm. like he he's diving the right way, but he's like, mm. yeah, straight away, not giving the ref like a second to to think. He's like, yeah, straight yeah, onto him, was, like, yeah, got to do something about that. Um, oh, I was so well was, seen that. Like, it was obviously a good spot. Mm. It was quite clear that when, when, in all the <laughs> in all the melee of this decision, the decision being made, we clearly absolutely mashed that pen spot up like <laughs> with all the all the 10 players well, that were still on the pen spot have obviously <laughs> twisted it around pretty clearly the the interesting thing is is one of their players stands over the pen spot um trying obviously to stop anyone from interfering with it but whether that's because he's already seen one of us interfere with it ah, but, chewing but, but hey, Wilson um, was sniffing about it like so um, Wilson I, loves I definitely, shit loves, like loves stuff like that yeah. yeah. Um so obviously after that uh Isaac comes on and that leads us to our goal and we've talked about Wilson. He I don't know who wants to take this because he he does really well to like play a bat across and basically leaves it for Isaac just to nod in, but we expecting maybe for him to take a, a shot a bit earlier. I thought it actually came off the keeper, me. I mean, to be fair, we need to say it about Isaac. Isaac was getting himself about the pitch a bit. He looked he looked sharp when he came on compared to the the game before. Um, yeah, he was um, he was definitely, he's definitely sharp, getting back there, isn't he? Yeah, he's getting he's getting stuck in more. He's actually taking trying to take players on as well. He's not afraid to have a little dink past the player and and take them on. Like he's getting some challenges put in against them as well. Um, but he looked he definitely looked. I know he's like. We spoke about how skinny he is. Like he's snapping too, but he's not afraid to get stuck in. Like, um, but when you go to the 
when you used to talk about the goal. I actually thought, uh, until I seen it back, um, obviously we watched it live, until I seen it back, I thought Wilson had had a shot and uh, Leno had like parried it away to um, Isak. But when you watch it back, it was obviously a clear assist from Wilson to put it across the box. Um, like we spoke about in the, in the last pod, right place, right time. Um, Isak, he knows, he knows where he needs to be. Yeah. Well, shout out to Eddie as well for, for just going for it. Like, great to see, like, us play with two, two strikers. strikers and, um, yeah. And, 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 like, the commentary I was, I was following, yeah, it was, they were saying it's 4 2 4. Um, and, yeah, yeah probably, probably was, like, uh, I don't think Maxi yeah. and, yeah, you know, no, he was we going probably going for it. When they got the pen. So, obviously, expected to maybe be 1 0 down when mm-hmm. Isaac was coming on. And obviously they missed the pen and he brings him on anyways. So he's obviously going for the win even at nil nil. Mm-hmm. So fair play. Like I thought like in the same bracket as um Sir Maximan, like he's a, he he lost the ball a couple of times when he was running up people, but he was running up people and he was making mm, them yeah. make difficult decisions and like obviously with like Sir Maximan overlapping up past him as well, it was just such a potent attack and you felt like at that point there was only one team in it. I think the more the second half went along the less dangerous Fulham got and the more dangerous we got. And obviously it was the 88th minute, but I think it was deserved in the end to get that winner. And it was class at the Gallagher end as well. He's actually yeah, all at home. The celebrations like, were meant to, meant to see the way he like, put his head to Wilson's head and all that. Like, yeah. Aye. You can, the, the ticket, you the can tell they could form a lethal like, partnership. Like, mm, yeah. Back to the Denver Vossi days. But like it just proves maybe. that like that Eddie Howe's always played four three three. Like no matter what, we've always played four three three. And maybe uh-huh. it's because we don't have any centre mids to bring on because we didn't. Mm. <laughs> um, so he had to do it sort of this way. But he wasn't scared to change it up and yeah, go like four two four, whatever you want to call it, um, just to get the three points, and it worked. Yeah, it worked, treat. Yeah, definitely. And um, I think we just want to sort of talk about Fulham in general uh, before we finish the game is I thought they gave us a really good game to be honest they didn't kind of just try and park the bus they obviously didn't get any shots on target or anything but I thought they were they were better than the other teams that have given us a, a game at St James's oh definitely I've, I think for a, a newly promoted team you look at their starting 11 and their squad in general and it's yeah does not look like a championship team at all like it it looks like a, a team that belongs um, in the Premier League, and mm. yeah, obviously they're performing way above expectations in the position that they're in. Um, but they they are playing an attractive style, and yeah, attacking you know teams that you would not expect them to. And uh, yeah, I've, I think we've we've called out Diop as a as a player. I think Leno. Very good signing as well for them. Like you need a top yeah. keeper in the Premier League, and he and he's definitely showing that. And yeah, they've got they they've just you know got players. I think it was just an unfortunate one, obviously, for them to, with the penalty um, that they didn't come away with at least a point. Um, that you know some some people would argue they they could have deserved, but um, yeah, no, they're uh, they're going to be. In and around chasing that uh, those last few European spots, I, I think I think they've they've got it in them to stay around that part of the, the league um, for, for the end of the season. 
Yeah, as, as Sam said, that Harrison Reed and Paulina on the midfield, they're horrible to play against. They just don't like give you a minute. Like they're both really solid to sit in front of the back four, make tackles, break play up. And I think that's probably half the reason why we couldn't get going in the first half. Because them two just wouldn't let her. Like it was solid, just not letting anything past them. Um so yeah, I think that those two players especially will do them a good job. Obviously with Pereira having a great season as well. Like who would have thought when he came in for Manu he barely played any minutes? That'd be mm. one of their star players. And he's having a cracking season as well. And he's he's also he's been taking a couple of pens, I think, when Miko might have been off the pitch and that. So maybe the title turn there, like um but yeah, fair play to Fulham, like the game and they're a good team and as Pagey said, I think they'll be they'll definitely finish top eight this season. Yeah. And there was no kind of well, actually we'll come on to uh silver. That was the only kind of sort of sour taste that was left from the game. Normally teams come and some of the players you're like, oh he's a bit ratty, blah blah blah. But I thought Fulham actually Decent side playing decent football. Yeah, uh, it, 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 it's a good game too. Silver, like especially towards the end after the pen and everything, like you absolutely lost it, didn't he? I think I was just. I think, yeah, mm. I think Mad Dog was proper winding the whole bench up. <laughs> what a Mad Dog, Mad Dog tennis. Can we talk about um, who was it picking the ball up for the throw in? That you noticed um, Murphy on it. That was Murphy, Murphy oh, dinking the ball away. Was, that was that was proper shit. Yeah. That was me. That was class. Yeah. To be fair, that, and did you see the the video where Silva's raging on the pitch at the end, and Murphy kind of walks past him, and he's like, "Yeah, I." <laughs> that was so funny. I Murphy's expression. He was like, "Yeah." Ah, that was a belt. That like, but the whole the whole kicking the ball away of his hands was class. He's got a kind of bit of character about him, Murphy, yeah. like, to be fair. Uh, yeah, he does, like. Kind of kind of won his back round a bit there, like, not going to lie. <laughs> Keep him. Yeah. <laughs> got him. Right. Pedro, you'll be happy to hear that, I'm sure. Um, anything else before we sign off, boys? Uh, I, don't I think we're all good. Are we? Well, I suppose, are we... Are we still in the title race as some people are um that people were saying if man you are classed as in the title race after their 2-1 win against city then us jumping back above them surely should put us still in that like realm so I just it's, thought, it's what do you reckon because they've there's about four teams that have got a game in hand over us and it's only one the game squads it is only one game but i think they're, they're thinking about them more because the whole squad depth thing like Bruno got a little injury there and we shit ourselves. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. title race. We're, we're nine points behind Arsenal, so I don't think no, we're really yeah. in a title race. We're not, but like consider that City are, are now only a point I don't think Manu are in a title race either, by the way. No, 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 no. Like I know people probably blew that one out of proportion after um, they got the win against City, but... Um, yeah, we're only a point behind City. All right, they've got their game in hand, but like, yeah, like to have us grouped there with the two Manchester clubs, Aye. like sandwich in between them. All right, yeah, Arsenal, they need to do a uh, like what we did in '95 and just completely capitulate for it for them to lose the title now. 
Um, yeah. But we are only again at the half point, halfway point mm. in the season. Like, so oh, that's true. This, this it still... feels like we're further in than it because of the World Cup. Mm. But it, we're literally to be fair. In. To be fair, Piers, like you said, we're amongst it, just like Man United and City and them are. So there's there's no reason why we should definitely be classed in that group. Personally, I don't think we're I don't think we're, we're there, but it, we should be spoken about in the same conversation, hundred percent. Because, like you say, we're, we're, in the, we're in the vicinity. I heard someone make a good point that, like, at this point, at 19 games in a usual season, we'd still be mid-December. Like, yeah. It's just because it's January, people are thinking, like, oh, it's a bit later on in the season. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. as you said, 19 games to go, we're halfway. I, I don't we need to. But... We need to bring up the stat that this time a year ago, we had won one game. Was it won one? Played 19, won one. Um, I lost 11, was it? Something like that, and it's completely mirrored this time. So we've played 19, won 10, lost one, drawn whatever. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That's the goal, so yeah, it's, it's, an exact, it's an exact mirror of what happened last year, which is fucking nuts. And the, <laughs> yeah. if we look at the uh, how many goals we conceded in the calendar year, I think of 2021 was like the most by two. Was it twenty two? Was it? Um, it was eighty odd goals um, in the calendar year that we'd conceded, which was the most by any one single team in um, Premier League history. Uh, and now look at us with like the best record, um, best so defensive record, the mm-hmm. best defensive record. Oh, sorry, uh, all right, yeah. So twenty one, we had the worst, and then twenty two, we had the best. Um, well, I'm not sure if twenty twenty two, we had the best, but obviously we're what the point is how in just sh- such a short space of time um we've we've flipped that round and like yeah the defense is like so class now um yeah yeah and we're five points away from spurs in fifth so champions league's looking very healthy and i think that's the main thing we want to be focused on rather than like yeah the rather races, than the uh, league i champions league definitely well, well, yeah, yeah, so why, why not? It's the point of saying, oh, yeah, well, you'd rather concentrate on Europa. Well, no, because we're sat in third, so we'll mm-hmm. concentrate on fucking Champions League. If I sat sixth, seventh, then I, Europa League, but we're not. We're sat in Champions League, so we're focusing on Champions League. No, nah, it's hard to lose at this point, isn't it? So mm-hmm. um, it's going to be tough, but. Just got to take game by game. Seeing if we do it. Yeah. And obviously, we've got the semi coming around the corner. Um, we'll be back soon for a preview to the next game which is palace away yeah that's the yep. saturday evening i think kickoff um <laughs> yeah. so watch out for that one coming out <laughs> um thanks again to Thailand for sponsoring this episode if you're consuming this on podcast platforms consider giving us a follow and a decent rating you're watching on youtube like subscribe hit the notification bell and we'll see you next one. Wanna hear you go?